This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. so fat uh welcome to the midwest game nerds podcast <laughs> i'm your host john here with me today are brian hey and alex hello today we're going to talk a bunch of game news alongside some more dead cells and thanks again to pepsi for making such delicious beverages <laughs> but no thanks for not sponsoring us assholes uh but before we get to all that if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links the Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. $1. $1. Or as much as however However you much you want to. Uh, thanks again to Jason K and to Gojo for hooking us up with some extra cash. They have subscribed to the Patreon for a significant amount of money. Because, $10 and above. Because they're ballers. Yes. And we love them. Thanks, dudes. Uh, but yeah, it helps out all the network shows. So feel free to donate if you enjoy what you hear and you want to hear more or you want us to do more. Uh, it goes Every little bit goes a long way. So we appreciate that. As always, we also appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, yeah. So uh, breaking news. There was a mass shooting at a Madden tournament in Florida. Um, this is ridiculous that this is happening in esports now. Yeah. Uh, it essentially the dude lost and then came back and shot up the place. Yeah, he lost in the tournament. Shot many people. Four four people have been uh, declared dead, and then yeah. eleven injured. I believe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, really sad. Like really, yeah. really depressing that this is now spreading more. And nobody's. I feel like nobody was really even talking about this as it was happening. It's starting to, like, I think more. it took a little time, yeah. but it's kind of breaking through a little but it, bit. But that's the thing is, like, it happened on Twitch. Like, they were streaming, and people on Twitch watched it happen in real time. Well, e- yes, uh, in a way. Extent. Yeah. Like, they, you, could, they, you couldn't really see much. You could hear some. There's a video on the Polygon article uh, that does show, supposedly, if you watch, you can see, they show the, the like, that player, the player camera, briefly, and you can supposedly see a red dot sight on one of them very briefly before yeah. the image goes away, which is terrifying. But yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to turn this into a political podcast by any means, but we need to be better to each other all around. This is Indeed. ridiculous, uh, and this kind of hit a little close to home for me because I actually printed jerseys for some of the players who were playing in this esports tournament this this weekend. So yeah. it's kind of uh, I I know that sounds ridiculous in its own right, but it just for some reason like hit me like harder than I expected it to because it was just it finally like hit close to home in a way, and uh, it really bothered me today because I've been thinking about it all day now. So the um, the thing that I'll say 
anytime this comes up, whether it's at a school anywhere, the the Onion always posts an article that is essentially the same article with the city removed. And the title is, No Way to Present This, Says Only Nation Where This Regularly Happens. And it's just bullshit, and something needs to be done about it. Yeah. Agreed. So, so. Uh, I'm not going to say thoughts and prayers, because I know that's a joke to the internet now. But yeah. my condolences to everyone involved in this ridiculous, uh, outrageous shooting that these sorts of things keep happening. It's just obscene. It just shouldn't, shouldn't happen like this. So Yep. You're supposed to be there to have fun. Yeah. So, anyways, um, without further ado, we can move on to other topics so we're not depressing everyone for the rest of the evening. Yeah, let's can can we hop back into kind of a what we've been playing? Oh yeah, yeah. Briefly. I just wanted to like talk about that one real quick because yeah. that's like fresh on my brain. So. Yep. Uh, so, John, I know you got to play some Dead Cells. I've been playing a shitload of Dead Cells. <laughs> so what do you, what do you, so you I so I talked about the game closer to when it first came out in like early access. Yeah, a long time here. ago. And uh, and I remember thinking, man, John really needs to check this out because I think he'd like it a lot. So what do you think? I love it. I think it's one of the best games I've purchased on my Switch. And I don't want to play it in any other platform. Um, excuse me. I'm full of Pepsi gas. <laughs> uh, it is... Everything about the game is super well done and thought out. It's one of the most solid put together indie developed indie developed titles I think I've ever played. Uh, the graphics are awesome. The music is amazing. Uh, the gameplay is fluid and smooth and fast, and it just feels really good to play it. Uh, it is the most infuriating game <laughs> I've played so far this year. I think probably since you first played Bloodborne. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's uh. I, I have been able to get past the first boss, the concierge. Okay, yeah. At least one time that mm-hmm. I can recall because the other times I feel like throwing my switch. <laughs> um but it's uh yeah, it's it's there there're just so many I like the idea that you can speed run the levels if you want and get to different secret rooms if you have the time to, but then you're also awarded with like exploration. So if you're going through and actually finding all the nooks and crannies of the levels, there are secret blocks you can knock out to find other things. Mm-hmm. There there are, you know, hidden chests and stuff and hidden rooms and other things that you can find. So you're rewarded either way. If you do find the rooms that are time locked, you get a ton of extra money, which is awesome. But uh I like finding all the other things while I'm doing it. Like I just it's uh it's cool to have two different ways to play the game, I think. But I don't like the fact that I can't save and like come back to it necessarily. Like I mean you kinda can when you put the, the game in sleep mode or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have like a full on like I hope they add it. Some kind of like I think it actually, actually does. If, if you I tested this because we talked about this last time. If you exit to the menu, um and you if you next time you go to play again or or if you just properly exit the game um, if you hit continue, it'll bring you back exactly where it is right a, where you were. It is apparently okay. notoriously difficult to save scrub the game, and the only way people are able to do it is with PlayStation Cloud saves. Is how it's yeah. working out right now. Interesting. So you can you can save scum okay. a little bit. That, that makes way, me but. feel a little bit better about it. But I I wish and I hope they add it to the game some form of. Uh, adventure mode where it plays more like a traditional Castlevania. Of that some would sort. be really like cool. a way for me to just like float through it and not feel like I'm being pushed and rushed to do things, um, so that I actually do 
explore everything and and i feel like the procedurally generated levels are like really cool like it's always like i feel like even though even though it's a new level quote unquote new because it's procedurally generated Mm -hmm. it all still feels very familiar and i'm able to do like i just i love flying through a level you know the first level like a million times like i already have done being able to fly through it and like jump through the floor a million times and like do all the like the quick dashes and like the parries and everything like doing all that stuff it just feels so good and for a game that's like 15 bucks <laughs> like yeah. are you kidding me yeah Isn't it only that that's, much i thought it was more it's like the best maybe it's more i don't know it was the best money i've spent on my switch i think it might while. be 25 no it's, it's hollow knight's 15 that's yeah. where my confusion is coming okay, in. Yeah, is because I also bought Hollow Knight because it was on sale. Hollow Knight is nine eighty nine on the Switch store yeah. right now. I Ooh. picked it up. I have not played it at all though. So I have Hollow Knight on Steam, and I was like, I played it on my computer. And I was like, I hate playing this on the computer. Mm-hmm. It feels so good on the Switch. <laughs> it feels Why? perfect. Didn't you use a controller? On I the did, but PC? it just doesn't feel. It's it's the kind of game. I think it's just because it's a 2D side-scroller. I don't want to play it on a PC that cost me $1,500. Like, it just feels weird doing that. So for the me to actually... form factor yeah, somehow like, lets you buy into the... It cheapens it, and yeah. it makes me feel like I'm getting my money's worth somehow. I don't know. Like it, but Even also... you're spending more because you just bought it for a second time. But, but I, actually, I've only, <laughs> I've only paid the normal amount of money for the game now. Total. I've even, yeah. bought it, like, even having purchased it twice, I've paid $15 for it because I bought it for 10 bucks on Switch or whatever, and I bought it for $5 on Steam. So That's I've funny. now paid for the whole game. As I should have. I think That's it was two fifty when I got it on. It's Steam. Rid- it goes on sale all the time, but it's so. Anyways, back to Dead Cells. Um, I it, the only other thing I wish I could do is like let me choose a starting weapon. Like mm. I like I find like there are some like I I don't mind the randomized weapon thing. It took me forever to unlock that. Yeah, but I would rather be able to like run up to the jar of the weapon that I want and like hit it, pluck it, yeah, yeah and make the jars that are like. Or make the stronger weapons like harder to hit, or something like in the jars. Yeah, I I, uh, I, g- I get why they do it. Like they wanted to like the adding the randomized weapon kind of adds to the whole procedurally generated levels. But like there are weapons that I absolutely do not. want. I like how it forces you to try out different weapons and yeah. learn their strengths and weaknesses. But I do wish there's a a game that I talked about a while back called Crypt the Necro Dancer. Yeah, where as you unlocked new items to appear in the random pool, you could also like pay some cash to remove some from the pool oh that's and cool. you could ultimately bring them back in if you wanted to but it would allow you to like narrow it down and be like all right on this run i really want to get to the end this is my loadout that i love i'm gonna just make it so that these are exclusively the things right. that i'm gonna see yeah uh which i really liked and so far i haven't seen anything like that in this game but i don't know like i know after you beat the concierge, did you get to the blacksmith in like the interbetween level? Yeah. So he's got the one you can pay ten thousand souls to um, like permanently upgrade the the level of the items that you're picking up. Right. And then he's got two things that are locked underneath him. So I don't know what those are, and okay. I wonder if they might be related to picking and choosing items, or maybe. <laughs> yeah. I love how the currency in all these games is just souls to everyone now. Souls sells whatever. It's the <laughs> it's same. It's all thing. the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's one of the best purchases I've made in a long time, especially because I haven't been able to play a lot of anything lately. Yeah. Um, it is a very easy game to pick up and put down all the time. Mm -hmm. And just like, I find myself like, you know, you come home from work late and it's like, okay, like I need to 
whip up a meal real fast. So I'm like making food for like Megan and I, and then you eat it and then you're just like, okay, like it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm ready for bed. Like, and then it's just like, but I won't really want to play something. <laughs> so then you can just pop dead cells on and play it in for bed for five to 10 minutes. And then yeah. when you die, you're like, okay, I'm going to bed now. And then yeah. you just turn it off and go to bed. And like, you, like you still feel like you accomplished something because you're unlocking things or like you're learning how to manipulate uh, the character. Does he have a name? Not that I know of yet, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, so you just learning how to manipulate him better and faster and smoother throughout the levels is like a, like something I really enjoy doing because I feel like being able to like whip through certain spots and like maneuver around enemies and learning all the enemies like tells when they're going to attack and things like that. Like learning these these cues is something that's like super enjoyable. So every time I'm playing the game, I feel like I'm accomplishing that's, something. That's it's. That's the same thing I got out of Spelunky because yeah. playing Spelunky is the only way you will learn. Oh, these arrows when they hit me do two damage, but if I throw down a pot in front of myself, then that'll hit the arrow first, and I won't have to deal with the damage. And just learning all of the little ins and outs of like uh, I don't know how much time you spent in the toxic sewers. Oh, I a lot. So the scorpions that pop up through the ground, yeah. I'm now like a pro at dealing with them because I'm just like, okay, there's probably one right here and I will just dash through yeah. it and then I stab it in the back or do whatever I'm going to do. So that, that, uh, the, the shield yeah. guys are the ones that still kind of get me every mm-hmm. once in a while. Cause like I'll be concentrating on something else thinking like I've got a little more time and I forget how far they, they have lunch so much is. range. They, yeah. They yeah. have a huge my, reach. My big weakness for whatever reason is those, uh, the dual wielding red guys. Yeah, fuck teleport, those guys, man. They throw me off like every time. If there's more than one of them, I'm just screwed. Oh, in the the in the promenade. Yeah, yeah. I hate those guys. Like, I hate that the they worst. can teleport. The, the wolf the wolf traps are perfect for them. So if yeah. you wolf trap them, then That's they true. they usually teleport through the wolf trap, and the wolf trap will still catch them if they're shifting yep. through it. So you can catch them, but then as soon as they get caught, they can get one swing in. So you've got to let them get their swing in, and then you jump into them. And they just do so much damage, and they're difficult to read sometimes. Yeah, they're very hard to read. If they're going to teleport or not. I usually just try to throw one of the like crossbow thingamabobs, the little turret. I usually like to throw one of the turrets in to just deal with them, and I will sit there and wait for like a minute as it chips away at their health. For sure. Yeah, but But, they seem to be really good at taking those out too. Yeah, but then I just wait until it until I can cast it again, and then throw it out there again. And then like the general zombies, for some reason, like sometimes they do like a sliver of damage, and then the next time they hit me, they do like a quarter of my life in damage, and it's like (laughs) what the like what happen yeah. between like i think it depends on which level you yeah. encounter no i mean i've too. had that happen to me like if i'm if you're too close to them and i think if they wind up a full charge they can mm. do more like they have a proximity level of damage whereas if you're further back and they they do their lunge strike it takes less damage away Interesting. I, I would say the easiest enemies to deal with are those dudes that throw bombs yeah for yeah. sure because like, so well that, slow one of the things i like about all of it is the enemies don't have like when you touch them they don't hurt you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's nice. That's really important. Yeah. It's, I mean that's like yeah, a core part of the game for sure. being able to dodge through them and all that. Yeah. Definitely. I have an ability that goes on the like the LRR um that allows you to like almost swap places with them or like jump behind them and then it makes you do extra damage when you hit them after that was that like a rune that you picked it's up not a rune it's a it's it's just one of the things you can find a blueprint for what the fuck and, and you just get it for like permanent no like, no, no no it's it's an item that you can pick up oh, okay. and use on your it's like a grenade or or the 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 wolf trap or whatever it's one of those items. oh i got gotcha. you is it at the beginning 
when you spawn in or no it's okay. one that you can find randomly i mean i've actually. i've had whips that like pull the enemies towards you and really? stuff like that cool. like i've gotten a whip that does that and shock damage which was pretty yeah, rare i've had an yeah. electrical one but you couldn't actually drag anything in the the whips were disappointing though because you can't do the the alucard or the or the richter <laughs> the richter belmont like the, let them flop yeah, around it doesn't have that i wanted that yeah. though i was like holding the button down i'm like come on Maybe they, let me do this. Maybe there's one in there somewhere that yeah. you can you can get a blueprint for. Because that uh, would be sweet. Because uh, that's one of the best things about playing the old Castlevania games is when you can just stand in a spot and things are flying at you and your whip is just going crazy and they're all dying. Like that's it's just <laughs> did, good. Did you set your food item type to Castlevania? I did. So I get like the giant turkeys, <laughs> yeah, like, big turkey dinner. Yep. So or, and like the shortcake or yep. whatever, like I, a little pie. Yeah. <laughs> I have mine set to baguette, of course. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, this I I cannot rave about this game enough. I feel like if you own a Switch and you don't have this, you're doing yourself a disservice. I, I think if you even if you don't own a Switch, you should be playing this game on whatever you can. But it's I think on if Xbox, you if you have a Switch, buy this game. Yeah, I'm, for sure. It's like very hard for me to resist like buying it on the Switch, even though I already have it on PC. I did too, but I was like, you know what, this game. Even as I was playing it when it first came out, I was like, man, this would be so rad on the Switch. And I kind of yeah. just stopped. And then I was like, oh, it's coming out on the Switch. I never have to play the PC version again. Yeah. I'm just going to wait. It, so it's uh, it, This and Hollow Knight make me really excited for the Messenger that's coming out. I don't know if you saw that. It was at... Uh, when we were at uh, uh, PAX. PAX East. Why did I forget? God, what is wrong <laughs> with me? Um, the Messenger is a Castlevania-esque game where you're playing as like a ninja, but you're mm. like you're like a bike messenger ninja, and you're or like a courier, mm. and it looked really sweet. So I'm really pumped to like play more of these kind of games. Yeah. So it's uh, it'll it'll be pretty rad. Um, just a couple other things to say. There are ways this game borrows some stuff from Shovel Knight, which probably borrowed it from something else. In terms of like, have you guys? Uh, played with any cursed chests yet oh yeah so when you when you yeah. open a cursed chest it gives you a curse where you have to kill a certain amount of enemies otherwise one hit to you will kill you oh so it's usually like 10 i think for a cursed yeah, chest. It's, it's 10 hits for a cursed chest. Or so 10 kills. if you find any of those golden doors that you can pay to unlock that have an item behind them mm-hmm. you can actually break them open you'll just get cursed Really? And oh, you can, you can break you, those? You can break them without paying to just take the item. And then you get a normal curse, like 10, 10 kill I, curse? I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't remember if it is less or if it's the same amount or what it is, but you can just break those and get through it. Oh, man. Then also, because the blacksmith only shows up after you've beaten a boss character, Yeah, you can actually break through the doors in that in-between level so that you don't have to pay your cells if you wanted to use all of your cells on the blacksmith stuff. Huh. So if you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have enough items, I don't need to unlock anything else, you can start making the game harder on yourself by carrying cells into levels. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm just saying it's it's an ability that's it's something you can do that is there. <laughs> the game's already hard enough as it is. <laughs> I I just like the fact that you can make it harder on yourself yeah. if you want to. Um, and then one of the other, I need to I'm, make it easier on myself somehow. <laughs> I'm currently just trying to get. Uh, one of the runes because I know I'm missing the one that will let you like wall jump, the or wall jump, or like whatever the, it'll let you do to get up those like really narrow passageways yeah. that are. Uh, and and I, I need the one for the floor breaking, like the the runes that are in yeah. the floor. I think that one I got that one in the ossuary, so you have to find the ossuary. I found well, I I had run into the 
the area where you can get it, but I can't beat the boss. Mm. So, and every well, and it's funny because every time I get to that area, I have a ton of cells, and I'm like, like I'm not gonna (laughs) chance it. Like I want to go unlock other shit. Like yeah, but you got it's that you got to make that choice. It's like all right, do I want to carry these cells over? Do I want to? I just figure at some point I'll run into that boss where I can get that rune, and then I'll just I won't like I won't have a ton of cells on me. I'll have like five on me, and I'll be like, yeah, okay, I can risk these five and see what happens. But it's usually so early on that I run into that that like I don't have a ton of upgrades. I don't have all my skills filled. And then it just becomes like a pain in the ass because yeah. you kind of start to rely on those traps and things, especially when like when you're fighting, you know, like say if you're fighting one of the elite enemies that pops up and they swarm you with zombies that are like more powerful zombies than normal. You kind of need your traps and things to like help mm, you for because sure. it's next to impossible to just do it by yourself. Yeah. So absolutely. It's a great game. It's super challenging. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. If it's like whatever twenty five bucks, it's worth every penny. Absolutely, hands yeah, worth full plenty price. Of replay value. So. It has a shitload of replay value. I don't see myself putting this game down but for a while. I don't see myself ever being able to finish it because I suck at yeah, it. I, so. I did. Replay value. I did get to the quote unquote final boss. I did get there. And it got to the point where I was getting like fifty or sixty cells on the level. Oh my and, god! But it, and it, but it, I died, of course. So I, there's clearly more stuff to unlock and and things to do in order to get yeah. better at the game. I, I would like a full adventure. Mode, Are there though. any like I was trying to talk? I was talking about this game earlier with Ricky and like. I thought I was under the impression that there are some sorts of shortcuts later on, or do you have to just keep going through every single thing to get to the last boss? That I'm not completely sure about. I don't know. There's a lot of doors and levels yeah. that I can knock on. I do don't you guys really have the know teleporter what they do yet. Yeah, like the teleporting rune. No. Yes, the one that you can the like statues. touch the, the red statue and yeah. it teleports you. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard of that one. I, I have just, that one. I, I mean, I, maybe that gets you some shortcuts or something. No, it just kind of teleports you to another little section with like an item or an accomplishment. So, I mean, something. you're starting from scratch and you have to go through all the bosses every time? Or are they you can beat the game in only two them. bosses. Like, I think you can literally only hit two bosses on any playthrough. Oh, okay. So, there's your first boss which is usually the concierge but you can also go through the toxic sewers and the ancient sewers to get to conjunctivitis which is a big eye ancient sewers. so instead sure. of going up in the tower you go down in the tower essentially yeah so yeah instead of getting to the black bridge to fight the concierge, concierge you're going through the sewers to get to the insufferable crypt where conjunctivitis is Jeez. and then that but, but like the, terrible i think i'm fairly certain i don't know this for sure but i'm fairly certain that the last boss is always the last boss okay it's there's just different paths yeah i just, to get there. i mean the more we talk about it now i just want to play it like yeah. i wish i brought my switch with me <laughs> so i could play it while we're talking yeah no but um, be jealous yeah and just real quick hollow knight is great if you're looking for a more adventure style instead of like the sort of quick run uh Castlevania, Metroidvania S game. Um, it's it's very good looking. It's it's actually it runs a little bit smoother than Dead Cells, I would say. Um, Tom said he picked it up on Switch and he can't stop playing it. Yeah, it's so. it's fantastic. It is also very difficult, and I don't like the fact that I don't have a double jump in the game, mm. which bothers me. Um, and I'm looking for like that. I love the ability to dodge through enemies in dead cells. And I wish hollow Knight had that because there are instances <laughs> where like you just that, like if you had that ability, the game would probably be way easier, yeah. which is what they don't want. But yeah. it's uh it's, it's also very good and worth the $9. Cool. 
So, Brian, have you been playing anything else that you um, want to talk about? It's been getting ready for Forsaken. Yeah, I, I have played a sad amount of Destiny. And sad amount. <laughs> Can you define? <laughs> is that, is like, that any amount? Because yeah, that's what I think a sad what, amount of what, Destiny uh, is. What specifies a sad amount of Destiny? Anywhere from two minutes to several hours in a week. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Enough yeah. to question why. That's good. Um, I hear from Corey that the game's good after Forsaken comes out. Well, it's still fun to play for me <laughs> on PC. Like, but, That's good. Yeah, that breathed a little more life into it for me. Um, but I don't really need to talk about that. Yeah, I am actually looking forward to Forsaken. I'm looking forward to this patch that lands on Tuesday. That's where they're redoing all the weapon slots and all that. Mm. And that should be very they're interesting. They're fixing the game. Yeah. They're making it more like Destiny 1. Basically. That's good. I'm okay yeah. with that. Destiny 1 was perfect. Uh, it was not perfect, but <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, in many ways, it was better. Yeah, this is the Destiny 2, the Forsaken King. <laughs> um, I did play a few hours of GTA Online because I've been curious about jumping back into that. So about two like hours two of that was load times, right? I haven't seen, basically. Uh, the load times seemed a bit better, and I'm not really sure if it was just my imagination or if it just is better on the X or oh, okay. you were playing optimize on the, it or on something. The X. All right. hmm. Yeah, there's I, I, there's no like graphical optimizations for it on the X, which really <laughs> bums me out. No 4K mode or anything. That's a bummer. But the game still looks amazing, though. Yeah. Just this sheer amount of stuff going on at any given time. Um, and online was pretty wild to jump into because there's just, you get bombarded with phone calls as soon as you hop in. Oh yeah. Like all these new characters calling you, telling you what's Got available things to do and stuff. And, yeah. Oh, hell you no, can buy that? <laughs> like a clubhouse to start your own motorcycle gangs now. You can get a nightclub to do like all sorts of shady business through or just <laughs> legitimate nightclub business, I guess. Um, you can have a bunker instead of just buying houses now. Uh, office buildings, like all kinds of shit. You can doomsday prep now. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual doomsday prepper. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Is and there it, a doomsday prepper video game? Because <laughs> I should probably. Hey, let's stop just talking just about that. Go buy now. that right now. Basically, fall out, and sell yeah. it ourselves. That you don't have enough water stockpiled. That's actually that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I would be all about that. That would that yeah, I it, can see that it's being like an enjoyable a cross game. between the Sims and like <laughs> Fallout Shelter. Why do you have twelve ropes and no knives in your bug out bag? <laughs> Charlie Bronson always has rope. <laughs> uh anything else, Brian? Name that um, movie. Um I don't know that one. Boondock Saints. Not really anything worth mentioning. I played some Dead Cells like you guys. And... All right. I played a game yesterday with uh, several other Midwest Podcast Network hosts and guests. Actually, all of us had been on at least one show. Uh, the Thing Infection at Outpost 31 board game, which came out That's several years game. ago. It's not a video game. It is a board game, though. And this is the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. Not the Midwest Video Game Nerds podcast. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. So Mondo put this out. People known for their posters and, and vinyls with oh, yeah. soundtracks and stuff like that. Very cool stuff. It's got 
Awesome. Ooh, yeah, look at the sweet box art. That's tight. I awesome box art. The board is super rad. All of the characters and cards and everything are fantastic. But this There's Kurt Russell in it. At, yes, you play right. Willie. Willie played McCready, of course, because nice. Willie was not going to be able to let that go unless somebody else picked it before him. But um, it's there's too much to go into here. But you are playing the thing. That's you are awesome. absolutely playing the thing. There's a mechanic where at the beginning of the game, everybody's given a blood test, and you get to check your own blood test result to find out whether or not you are an imitation oh. or not. And then That's really cool. if you're a human, your objective is to go and clear rooms on the board in order to defeat things and find supplies that you need to move into the next sector. But if you are an imitation, your job is to sabotage those missions if you get taken to go on them mm. and try to make it so that people do not succeed at these missions and therefore the things get to continue to multiply. It's... So rad. <laughs> it is so much fun. Yeah. I want to play. It, how, how long is the setup? Uh, I mean, setting it all up isn't that bad. We actually played through the game in, I think, about two hours and 15 minutes. Okay, that's and that not was so bad. with about six people. Uh, you can play six to eight. Okay. Um, there's 12 different characters to choose from. It's the whole cast of the movie. They're divided into science, maintenance, and ops categories there's four of each of them okay and each mission that you go on quote unquote requires a certain number of each of those uh and there's like a, a limit on how many people you can take with you and and stuff like that so it's really good gojo wants us to like stream us playing like it, play it one oh, time yeah, yeah i'd be it, into that it wouldn't work very well over audio but it'd be a very cool like youtube feature or something i'd like for, to do that to do. and we should do the bloodborne one Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think we could be doing a lot more with, with board games. We just, could just be doing a lot more in general. That's also true. <laughs> that is also true. But no, yes. I mean, if you've ever wanted to live the thing, this was absolutely it. Because the whole time there were just so many politics of like, oh, Gojo's got to be, and he's got to be one of the things. Because there's, you know, whenever he's been with us, he's thrown in sabotage cards to make sure that, you know, like, just the the politics of the entire thing, what it gets down to if you get to the end of the game, which we did, and we fudged things a little bit so that we were able to get there like on our first time playing. Yeah. But at the end of the game, you take turns being captain, and whoever is captain at the end of the game gets to nominate the final captain. And the final captain is the person who says who gets to come on the helicopter and who doesn't. And if you... I think if you leave any humans or if you take a thing, you lose the game. The things win the game. So you have to basically talk at the end of the game to be like, hey, I'm not a thing. I, you know, like right. you, you have to have the conversation <laughs> yes. like in the movie. Like, it's not me. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what happened with it is like if you do well enough, you get blood tests at the end of the game where the person who is the final captain gets to perform blood tests to see who is a thing and who isn't okay so if the person who was nominated is a human they can use these blood tests and try and find out who is but maybe they only know who one of them is at the end of the game and then they have to come it comes down to a decision of like all right what did you do in this game like how confident am i that you are not a thing it was just incredible that it's so awesome. rad it was funny because I had my Apple Watch on, and as we were playing it, there were like four times throughout the game that my watch was like, your heartbeat is higher than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> so, 
it was awesome. it was wonderful it was a fantastic time and hopefully we get to do like a video feature yeah, very cool. cool so yeah that'd be fun um yeah anything else anybody anybody i played a little rainbow six i did all right it was oh, yeah, cool that's right i did terrible i missed that game yeah. i do terrible basically every time i play that game now i've lost it completely that's a shame yeah I well, hope to join again. It won't be this week, unfortunately. I'm going to be out of the out of the state. I did take up your role a little bit, somewhat successfully, a few mm, times. Well, like, step off of my territory. Not not Twitch droning. Okay. I did Twitch drone once, but uh, I was really bad at it. But Gladish will Twitch every once in a while. Yeah, I know. I, and I know Corey likes playing Echo, and and so people I, are kind of. I decided somebody's got to fill those playing, support classes. Uh, yeah, no, it, I, it totally makes sense. But hopefully, I can join you guys once again because I certainly do miss that game. It's so good. It's true. Good thing there aren't a bunch of video games coming out in the next couple weeks. Well, um, those new operators are coming out soon, so I'm sure we'll be playing. Some yeah, more yeah, games. that's fair. Definitely. But yes, there's a lot coming out. What uh, Donut County is like Tuesday, I think, right? That uh, is true. Yeah, the 28th. I'm actually getting that on iPad. I'm excited about that. I can't decide if I want to do iPad or it's PlayStation. It's cheaper, so I'm like, why not? I know, but I don't know. It just seems fun to drag the hole around with my finger. Yeah, that's fair. So, right on. Let's hit some news. All right. We picked a bunch of news. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on yeah, a bunch of these. Yeah, we're just going to flip through it. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed is skipping 2019, says Ubisoft. Uh, probably a good plan. It's interesting. It seems like they're doing a year off and then they'll do two years. Like we got, I'm uh, assuming they were developing Odyssey the same time. They, they, they were, yeah, they said there were two different teams developing at the same time. Two different yeah. teams, and they and they've been working on it for like three years at this point. Yeah. So the idea was kind of like, all right, 2017 or 2016 had nothing. 2017 has Origins, and then 2018 has Odyssey. So you know, in that like off year they must have gotten somebody or no in, in in like last year they they the odyssey team must have started switching over and transitioning to like development of whatever the 2020 game will be but no it's good it's good i'm i i was skeptical with odyssey coming out but i probably won't pick it up i'm sure it'll be a great game though and but it'll be cool to see them take a step back again and, and take a crack at what assassin's creed becomes in 2020 so yeah i mean origins was fun but it didn't hold my interest enough for me to want to play odyssey i guess yeah i the, still haven't gotten anywhere near finishing yeah, Origins. I, i'm not anywhere near i it. traded it in but i mean it was a good game when i played it it didn't yeah. but it like i hated that it prevented me from seeing the rest of the story right hated that it levelgated that stuff so yeah no that's cool i'm uh it's good to see that they're not going to just squander the Assassin's Creed cachet as much as they did in the intervening the Ezio years. years and whatnot. So, all right, uh, Hunt Showdown is coming to Xbox One with Xbox Game Preview. This is a game we talked about several episodes ago uh, on the PC, but it will be coming next year to uh, Xbox One. This is the game where you get to load into like a maximum of how many people i think 10 10 yeah so 10 people uh you spawn in to like fight monsters and and like uh 
potentially beat the people that are actually killing the monsters. You're like a zombie infested bayou, basically. Which is very creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Um, If you make too much noise, other players can find you and kill you. There is permadeath. Uh, it is a ton of fun and very exhilarating to play and actually beat a monster and get out without getting killed by other players. It is also extremely exhilarating to sit in the woods and wait for other players to cross through your crosshairs and then kill them and take yeah. their shit. Yeah. I love hunting other players. It is more fun almost than actually playing the rest it's, of the game. It's more immersive than playing some other games too because like there's no name tag above players or anything. You can't really... I mean, unless you're like really watching how they move and stuff, you can't tell if or if they're being weirdly. There, if it's just like, mo- yeah. like zombies, um, and it doesn't like. There's no, from what I remember, there's no like scoreboard that even tells you how many people are in a match. No, yeah, it no. doesn't. It never tells you how many people are actually in a match. So you could join a match where you're the only people there. You could join a match where it's you and your your partner and like one other yeah. set of players, or you could join a match that's completely a full lobby. Um, it does, they do have tier locking now. So like anything, uh, level 20, anything from level one into level 19 is basically beginner. Okay. And you will only get paired with other beginners. Once you hit level 20, you are then paired up with people 20 and and above. It sounded like our buddy Mike was having trouble finding games with people in them because he came to it kind of late. So that's a bit of a bummer. Because the player base is not huge, and everybody who is playing it has been playing it since it was pulled out of uh, the pre-release alpha uh, and put into open beta or whatever we want to call it. Early access. Early access, yeah. Um, it It is a great game. I don't know how well it's going to run on the Xbox yeah, because some PCs still have issues with it, but it, it is a very good-looking game. Even too. on a top-of-the-line PC, it's still taxing to it because it's like, it's Crytek. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, yeah, it is a very nice-looking game for sure. They are adding water monsters. They, which I makes, believe they did. I think yeah, that's that was in the last point. patch that came out, which is, is extremely like nerve wracking because the water was the easiest way to get around was, yeah, other zombies. The safest spot on the map. Yeah, it was really. It was kind of a bummer. Like I remember when we started playing it, we weren't sure if there was anything in the water because yeah. it seemed so obvious <laughs> that there would be something in the water. It's so. uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's the safest route between point A and point B to avoid zombies is to go through the water. But it was it made you very easy to catch by other players because yeah. it, it slowed down your movement. It made a little bit of noise while you were moving. Um, You'd be easily visible. Yeah. So it, regardless, if you have a PC that can run it, pick it up. I don't know if I would pick this up on Xbox unless you have a One or a One X, rather. Uh, Even then, I mean, after playing PUBG on... Yeah, if PUBG's <laughs> any indicator as to like what they're you know allowing through the early access program, I would maybe skip this until it's like full access. I feel like Crytek will probably be better at um, optimizing. optimizing. Well, than, with uh, as active as they have been with updating the game on PC, I yeah. would hope they would do the same thing to Xbox. I think so, and they've got a, they're they're more familiar with working with console architecture anyway. Yeah, whereas Blue and Hole I mean is they're kinda... they're using their own engine too. Yeah, so right, like, right. It's yeah, built in yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I, I think if you if all you have is an Xbox, you don't have PC. It's worth checking out. It's a very unique gameplay. Be interested experience. to see if they have crossplay. I also yeah. I don't feel like frame rates as important in this game as it is in something like PUBG. Uh it like, is and it isn't, I suppose, because like the guns reload so slowly between shots. Everything's like <laughs> single fire for the most yes, part. Yeah. Like so you're using antique weaponry, yeah, muskets. Um, 
so I don't think it matters as much, but it also could be pretty detrimental in like an up close and personal battle. Like if your frame rate's dropping. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Just some things to keep in mind. Yeah. Next. Shenmue three is coming out in August, 2019, For uh, real, you supposedly. know, 20 years later. So, uh, yeah, this was, it's expected to launch on PS4 and PC. One and two, I think, just came out for modern consoles. Yeah, they were just released. Uh, within the past couple weeks. But so, does anyone care anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I actually never played the originals. I don't know if I will try to. Like, I feel I like... I haven't either. This is something that I would enjoy if I put the time into it, but I just am not planning on it. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Bloodstained. Ritual of the Night, which is the Castlevania Symphony of the Night type game that was kickstarted, uh, is being pushed to 2019, which I think it was supposed to be delivered in like 2017. Whoops. So, or at least, you know, earlier on in 2018. So the fact that it's now being delayed sucks. And also the Vita version has been canceled as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know what? The, the people who've been able to play the demos, I think, have been kind of vocal in how unhappy they were with the demo. So it sounds like they have reason to delay things. Yeah. But still, it, it it's a bit of a bummer that they haven't been able to kind of make it happen here. So right. I'm just bummed because I want to play a Castlevania-type game from the the producer director of if they would just put out symphony of the night yeah, on the switch that would be i good would be too. so happy but it's a bummer uh hitman 2 will be getting hitman season one content for free for people who previous have pre- owned the game previously that's awesome so if you own hitman one i'm not sure they hit i don't know that there's a whole lot of detail out as of yet but it sounds like io interactive is planning on uh, putting out this content for season two or for the second game and also updating the maps with like uh, whatever quality of life improvements they've developed since then. Mm-hmm. And also like they're going to continue to like put them in the rotation for like receiving new content once the second game gets rolling. Cause that was a very like service based type game. So yeah, I, I played the preview of, the first season and it was it's it's very cool but i feel like i'm too impatient to play a game <laughs> like this well there are impatient ways to do things yeah, i usually. felt like i was just failing when i would just go when i was being impatient but when i took my time and like did things the way you're supposed to and it worked out really nicely like it it felt pretty good but it also took forever and i just I'd be sitting there like, okay, I have to wait for this guy to like cross this yeah, that's room. That's probably what a real yeah. hitman would have to do. See, yeah, the, no, and that's the thing is, I don't have the patience of a real hit. I would be a terrible hitman. Is what it boils down to. The reason I've never like gone through, I haven't played many hitman. I don't think I've played a single hitman game actually. And my main problem with it is the idea that I cannot. I, I it is unlikely that I will get things perfectly done the first time through. And I think those games live on the idea that you are going to be doing this many different times, trying many different approaches, using multiple different tools. Yeah. And, and I think that's what the strength of having it in a season was because they, they, they would kind of be like, all right, this is the map. This is the thing that you're going to have one shot to do for these next couple of weeks. You can try it out now or you can sit through and like 
continually get familiar with the map and the different things that you can do and try to like make sure that you can go and get in there and get the special weapon or whatever you would get special costume for completing it in that time frame. So no, I'm, I'm excited. I I do really want to check it out. I do have Hitman season one in an in disc form that I should play. I haven't touched it at all yet, but, uh, I just have the uh, free location that they gave away for a little while. Yeah, like yeah the, the holiday the, pack, the, or the preview version, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was during the. Well, yeah, it's the holiday pack. Yeah, right. So um, I did try it out though, and it was cool. Like it, it definitely mechanically, it, it's the most sound out of all the ones I've tried. Because uh, I played the original Hitman all the way through, and the second one, and uh, some of the other ones, and like. They were kind of janky. This one feels good. So maybe I'll pick up two. I don't know how to get to the other screen. Oh, there I am. All right. Yeah, sorry for the pause here, guys. Okay, so Diablo 3 is officially coming to the Nintendo Switch. This is a big deal. Uh, We're all big fans of Diablo 3. It is an awesome game. Uh, the fact that it's coming to the Switch is pretty rad because the Nintendo Switch is a great communal system to be playing games on, and it will have local co-op, which is super rad. Uh, so you could have, like, I'm assuming four people, like, Joy-Conned up playing on it. I don't know. I don't know all the details. Yeah, but I think so. They're going to add some Legend of says, Zelda yeah, stuff to it. up to four people on one Switch. Yeah, that's, so, that's just rad. They're going to add some Legend of Zelda stuff to it. Not necessarily anything that's going to influence me to buy it on Switch, because I already have it on PC. It's going to run at 60 frames per second. It will too. run on 60 frames per second, which is pretty exciting. But, uh, yeah, what do you think about Diablo <laughs> on Switch, Alex? It's a, I think it's a great idea. I don't know that I'll buy it again. Yeah, yeah I've already but, bought the game twice. I don't think I'm going to buy it a third time. Yeah. I just I know the game has a huge cult following now, like Diablo three specifically, not just because of the Diablo series. And I'm assuming that whole crew is going to go out and like buy this game to play it on the go. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean like, it's it's a really smart idea for Nintendo to make it happen. I yeah. heard that they were very enthusiastic to make it happen, so I but think yeah. it'll be sweet. Yeah, it's pretty red. When does it say the release date? I don't remember. Not yet. Oh, yeah. It's still tentative release date. Uh, wait. It says later this year. So whatever that means. So, December, probably. Yeah. So anyways, uh, next up, THQ Nordic now owns Time Splitters. Did either of you guys play any Time Splitters? I remember the arcade. It was like I one think. of the... Uh, was it an arcade you're, game? You're thinking of Time Crisis. Oh, yeah. sorry. Which is a fantastic game that needs to be brought to PSVR. For sure. A- ASAP. Yeah. PSVR uh, ASAP. Time splitters. That's our PSVR exclusive podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, Time Splitters was a pretty. That, it came out on PlayStation 2, right? That was the initial PS2 release. PS2 and GameCube was the generation yeah. that it kind of lived at. So, but that's. Uh, I didn't realize THQ Nordic was still around. Well, that's why T- I never played they, it. That is a name change. Somebody bought THQ stuff. And, and became THQ Nordic. And, and then later changed their name to reap the benefits of being gotcha. THQ, whatever those may be. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But no, it's cool. I People have been clamoring for a new Time Splitters game since the first Time Splitters game came out. Like, I mean, there's been a few since then, but it's been 
I don't think that saw the PS3 or Xbox generation. No, I don't think so. So I think it's time for a new one. Cool. And, and it sounds like we could probably see one in like 2020. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls is finally coming to Nintendo Switch on October 19th after the delay that it had. Yeah, it's like a three or four month delay, but should be good. There's also a rumor out there that Dark Souls 2 will be coming to the Switch. But that one's not good, so don't play it. Well, I play mean, it if you want to see Dark Souls three on the Switch, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the smart. smart but I'm not play. a huge fan of Dark Souls two. I didn't like some of the the implementations they had put into it. Uh, Click on that Solera of Astora Amiibo. I think this is really the only thing that I want out of Dark Souls <laughs> on the Switch. <laughs> that's is just this cool. Amiibo. I would I would take that. That can sit nicely next to my cloud. How is he not in? Smash Brothers. I don't know. Maybe he'll be a DLC or he something. He better maybe. be in a Smash secret. Brothers. Like maybe you have to unlock him by like <laughs> I don't know, throwing multiple dying ten thousand yeah. times <laughs> repeatedly in the same level. That's incredible. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited for Dark Souls coming to Switch. I want to play it really bad. Yeah, it might be a good time for us to go back and and check it out at that point. I still want to go back and keep playing Dark Souls 3, but I'm afraid to pick it up because I know I'm going to have to just start over. Yeah. And I don't want to do that because I got pretty far, and that game's hard as fuck, so I'll pass, I I suppose. I haven't finished any of those games. Yep. I don't even think I finished half of them. I don't know anybody who has. I don't believe that Joey actually did. <laughs> Joey and I are in a fight right Zach's now. Zach's the only person I think who has. Yeah. Probably. Joey, if you're listening, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking right now. <laughs> I cut him off. I had to take him out of my life. Yeah, well. He broke my fat heart. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Fallout 76 won't launch on Steam, so Bethesda can directly serve its players. Um, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. It's just another one of those, you know, Activision had, like, Battle.net reformed into their big gaggle of bullshit, and then there's also Uplay. One more thing that needs to take up hard drive space on my computer. Yeah, but... I don't have a problem with, like, Battle.net was around for a long time. It's been around... Just as long, I feel like, as Steam has yeah, in one form or another. It's just annoying that like every publisher now has yeah. their own publishing platform. Like, why do I need that? Well, but the thing about here's the only highlight to it, and and it's not we don't we may not see a direct benefit of it, but the idea that there is someone other than Steam out there for people to come and host their game, like if Bethesda will be like, hey, come sell come sell your game on our platform. All of you third-party people, we will give you, you know, seventy-five percent of the cut rather than the seventy that Steam will, that Valve will give you through Steam. Like having that competition is good. Yeah, but, but I feel as though the only reason they're doing like every every publisher has their own platform now to release is so they can track all the crap that you're doing on your computer and sell it to make more money. They're doing they're they're just doing the same or they crap just Facebook want the does. Full profit. That's an ad well that's an ad but but yeah, it, that's the main thing is like uh, yeah, it's obviously motivated by money, but yeah. it's just I just I yeah, I I'm with you like I don't feel like it's convenient to have 18 launchers on my computer. Right. And yeah. then it's like okay, so then all of these these things auto launch when I turn on my PC, so my PC bogs down right at the beginning. And if you right don't the have them auto launching, like, your games never updated right. when you actually it's just a, play. It's it. just a pain in the ass is what and it is. And with the game like Fallout 76, now you're going to have to go and build your friends list again in another storefront to go and right. be able to play the game with the people that you want to play it with. 
So and hope that know. I can get the same gamer tag that I have on another platform. Yeah, which, or have your gamer tag with some stupid number appended to the end of like it, like an extra like. Maybe you're going to be a little older than you were the last time you made your name. <laughs> the elder eldest goat. Yes. <laughs> Ancient goat. Chan- Stop, don't give people ideas. They're going to steal more of my Chan Constantine 666. <laughs> Satan. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's annoying well, as hell, yeah. and we're tired of that shit, so stop it. On the other side if that, of the if coin. This, if this allows for them to, to better serve customers and players, to, to, to be able to uh, diagnose and recognize bugs and things sooner and, yeah. and to be able to fix them and patch them faster, that's awesome. If this happens to be the first... The first... Uh, first... <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, Bethesda game that I buy and I can actually play without it crashing in the first hour or two. That is that almost is, that is, virtually yeah, I'll put money a guarantee that it will crash on you. Well, hopefully it'll crash and then the crash report will crash on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just another piece of Bethesda code to crash on I'm your I'm just computer. saying if it doesn't crash This game this is the first Bethesda game that's going to crash before it even starts. <laughs> The downloader will crash. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. This could be worse. It's gonna We're be... not going to be able to update our games properly. No, because nope. the, the updater will crash. <sighs> and then when it's installing, the installer will crash. Everything's going to crash. I'm just excited for Gojo to own so many games on the launcher that it doesn't even open anymore. <laughs> he somehow is able to buy yeah, his whole he's Steam collect- He's collected it. games through the Bethesda launcher. He's that been doing he just, it for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. He's been hiding them in a building. It just looks at all the time he spent in Morrowind and just automatically closes itself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. It tries to download everything all at once, and then the whole computer <laughs> just goes up in smoke. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Moving along. More Bethesda news. Bethesda spokesman, spokesman ramps up pressure on PS4 for cross-console play. Uh, the publisher is insisting Elder Scrolls Legends progress will carry over regardless of platform. Yeah, so, so. They, they basically they have that Elder Scrolls Legends game which got re- uh, revealed at E3 this year. Card it's going to be on uh, iOS. Is that the it card is, game it, one? It, it is the card yeah. game. It's okay. out you're on iOS. Blade, you're thinking Blades. Oh, I'm thinking of Blades. Blades is Excuse the one. Me. That, yeah. Never mind then. But they want Blades to also be cross-platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I got this a little confused. So this game is out right now? Yes. Yeah. Is You've it been out, out on PlayStation? I think so. No, I don't. Think or no, it, I don't think it's on PlayStation yet. They want it to be. on It's on iOS and Android, but they will not put it on PlayStation unless Sony allows them. To they've given them. They've given Sony that ultimatum of like you need to be able because they don't want to have to make people buy packs again if they want to play yeah, on exactly. PlayStation, right? Right. That's a huge okay. problem. Yeah. So it's, that's it's kind of like you know people having to buy all their Fortnite shit over again. It's cool to have someone with a little clout against Sony yeah. trying to Bethesda's fight the battle. Bethesda's got a big swing and dick here. They do. Like a big one. Yep. <clears throat> Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> um, just saying. So for them to actually like whip it out and flop it on the table like that, good, good on them. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy they did this. Um, I don't think it's going to do much for right now until we see other developers pull same, similar moves. So you've got a whole table full of swinging dicks. It's interesting um, that they chose to do this here and not with Fallout. I think they were, they, they, maybe they're, maybe they're still just hoping that Fallout seventy six doesn't fall apart at the seams with multiple people playing in one Fallout world. The thing is, with, but I mean, it's it's a business thing though. Like, like Fallout, they're they're still going to sell 
Fallout copies to people with PlayStation, even if they can't play with their friends that have it on Xbox or PC. Um, with this game, like people are not going to want to download it on PlayStation if they can't, like. That's, yeah, like, I mean, Fallout makes sense to me. Fallout's but at the not going to have like it's you know you're not buying perks that you can only have on PlayStation. See, but if they had the balls. Not just the big swinging dick, but also the balls, the balls to pull out. The big swing yeah. dick. Yes. To say Fallout 76 will not be coming to PS4 unless you do crossplay, that would hurt Sony yeah. they, so they hard. Would, they would be forced. Like Elder Scrolls card game, I've already forgotten. I don't care about this you at all. You didn't even like, realize I, it was a card no, game. No, I didn't even know what you. game no, it actually was. I'm not interested in it at all, actually. I'm more interested in Blades whenever that's coming So out. it doesn't, like, it's cool that they, they kind of like. Uh, uh, they planted the seed, good. but they haven't watered it at all. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was trying to think of an analogy of like you know somebody showing some false bravado and then kind of falling back on it, but the like the if they have the power to say Fallout seventy six is not coming to PlayStation, that would be if we're sticking incredible. with our dick analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda is a shower, not a grower. Is where. We're- it's basically we're what we're saying. All right, we're yes. going to move on. But uh, This no. one is an adults-only episode. <laughs> Anyways. As if they weren't. They all weren't. Yeah. Uh, Xbox all-access bundles Xbox Live, Game Pass, and a console for one monthly cost. This is the best idea Microsoft has ever had. This I is, think so. This is not yet... Um, Confirmed. Not not yet uh, officially announced by Microsoft, but the idea of it is instead of paying $300 for an Xbox One S plus $59.99 for Xbox Live Gold and $9.99 a month for Xbox Game Pass, you can pay one low price of $22 a month and you will get an Xbox, an Xbox One S with Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass. So you are paying $22 a month for a minimum commitment of two years. Or 35 for an Xbox One X. Or $35 a month for an Xbox One X. That's a fucking steal. See, and, and, and the, thing, the nice thing is here that these prices that are outlined here, if they end up being the official prices, do end up being like lower than if you were to buy these three things uh, exclusively. Like if you, if you were to do it outright right now. And really only, I think, slightly more than just outright buying the system. Yeah. You know so, what this does? You know what this does? It makes you get an X. That's what it's going to do. This makes all those PlayStation dudes who are like, I'm never going to buy an Xbox. They're all going to go buy one now. They're going to do this so that they can play Fortnite with their friends on Switch. And then, I mean, that's the thing. is if And look at that thing. It's so pretty. It is beautiful. Um, Microsoft has been trying to do this type of thing for a while. I think there was like a Comcast deal that you could do to get a 360 or something. Hmm. Uh, in the last gen, it was towards the end, and it wasn't super big, but I think they were trying it at least. And this smells of that once more, but I think this is how they could. I think this is like the next step in video games here. This, this, is, is, this is a this very is, easy way to invade homes that this is what gets didn't expect. <laughs> well, not only that, but I'm thinking of like Xbox Two and PS Five, whatever they end up being, like. Say they had to be seven hundred dollars to fit the RTX ten to twenty eighty Ti or yeah. whatever the fuck is going to be in them <laughs> to do the sixty frames per second and four K and HDR and all like to get all those bells and whistles they're going to have to be expensive right now. 
But if they could say, hey, if you give us 30 to $40 a month and you get a back catalog of PlayStation 4 or Xbox One games and you can play online with all your friends, get our new system. Like if there, w- if there literally was no, like you can pay seven ninety nine to get the PlayStation 5, but it is, a, it is now the, the cell phone version of things that is like, hey, here's your monthly fee to have a PlayStation. But that's the thing is like you would have the monthly fee to have a PlayStation, but Sony would still gouge you for the PSN and they would gouge you for any other services you're purchasing through them like PlayStation View or maybe, maybe PlayStation not. Now or any of those things. PlayStation Music, all of that shit, which is, PlayStation Music is basically just Spotify. Yeah. But that's like that's their – they strike me as the type to – like if they're not gouging you for those individually, then the package will be so outrageously priced that people won't bite. Well, but this is the thing is like if, if Xbox, if this is the thing that gets Microsoft to start gaining ground or if this is the thing that means Xbox starts beating PlayStation in the next generation, like if, if Microsoft comes out of the gate and is like, hey, Xbox 2, $30 a month, here you go. You get Xbox oh, Game Pass with all, all the X. Yeah. Like you immediately get 100 games that you can play off the bat. Yeah. Like that would be incredible. And it could force Sony into second place again. And second place Sony is great. It's as great as second place Microsoft where they have to start making that ground up. So I think it's a very interesting model. The other thing I don't think we said is that at the end of two years, you can cancel the monthly payment. You will still own the hardware. Yeah. And you can pay for Xbox Live and that's, Game Pass. That's what I was going to mention. At normal. but is a, That's really interesting. It's a great... It's a great platform and way to to throw it all together like that is if if i could have told my parents 22 dollars a month to have an xbox they i mean it would have been hard because they would have been like i don't want to give my credit card information blah 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 blah. (laughs) but i feel like that would be a much easier sell than hey dad spend 700 dollars on me at christmas right and that is valuable like i think that will that could do wonders for them i agree so I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Overwatch World Cup match grinds to a halt when the game crashes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty incredible. So th- this is a Kotaku story. Brian brought it up, but the uh, you can watch a GIF or there's actually a video as well uh, where right after this loops, the game just cuts to like the scoreboard at the end of the match. <laughs> and you could hear groans from the audience of like, uh, <laughs> what happened? And the commentators oh, are like, man. okay, like it, it's pretty incredible. And this is supposed to be like, this is the world cup. This is the pinnacle of the overwatch season or whatever. Like this should be the final big thing. But, uh, no, I, it, it's just incredible to, and, and I think it's something to do with esports. Like we, we don't hear about this that often. I haven't heard much about rainbow six or the international or anything, having these huge glitches where people are upset about the way the game has been played, but it's kind of like, it's, it's pretty wild that this happened. I mean, like I've played a lot of overwatch and that is one game that I've never seen slow down or crash. Yeah. And most, yeah, blizzard products in general are just solid. (laughs) So just for this to happen in the middle of a tournament is just kind of mind blowing. Look at these two idiots. 
Yeah, they're just like, we don't know what to talk about. <laughs> we don't know uh, what happened there. The game, the game they, broke. Uh, I, you know you know what the great thing about it is? You're never going to get something like that watching a game of football. I mean, no, like yeah. it's not like a shitload of doves are going to dive bomb a stadium or something and like completely prevent the game from being played again. Like I it's or just like a, the quarterback's just gonna pull his arm back and freeze there. Yeah, yeah, and he just stands there for a second and he's like locked and play. I, and all the other players are like uh, they're t posing. They're all hugging. like like video game. They but, start break out. Yeah, like, the t the creepy t pose. Yeah, like Super Bowl. Dance. So it's just, I it's incredible. It's an incredible phenomenon that has happened and something that I think we will only hear more about in the future. But. Tom did write us in our Discord. He said, I really like Sony and their products, but if Microsoft plays the long game with their business and Sony gets screwed in the long run, that will be pretty sweet. Tom, I think that's going to happen. That's It's just every other video game generation, things seem to swatch, like swip, switch, watch, switch, switch, switch back and forth. Swip swap. I fully anticipate Microsoft to have gotten enough cachet with people after this generation and to have learned enough from what happened at the start of the Xbox One's life, that they will take a lead, yeah, an early lead, and then Sony, Sony's going to be like, just get a second job to afford the ten thousand dollar PlayStation Five, and because that's basically what they did with the PlayStation Three when it first came out, right? So that's totally going to happen. I think it'll happen that way. Uh oh, what did I do? Two more stories. No, this is the, the I didn't pull up a story for this one, but the GeForce RTX 20 series was announced. You can get an RTX 2080 Ti Founders Edition for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, it's chump change, right? That's not quite yet ready for pre-order, but the Founders Edition of the RTX 2080 and the RTX 2070 uh, are are also soon to be pre-orderable, or the 2080 can be pre-ordered right now for a price of seventy nine ninety nine. The 2070 is fifty nine ninety is coming out in September. What? I mean, all right. Brian. <laughs> Why me? Do you see yourself upgrading to this anytime uh, no. soon? For one thing, I don't like the way it looks. It looks <laughs> like... Are you kidding? I could spin records on that thing. It looks like a DJ deck. <laughs> it's probably as big as one. It looks great. I can plug some audio cables into it and put some headphones and <laughs> it re- it re- yeah. remix the games. I'm sure you can set that light to strobe. Yeah, hell yeah. That thing's sweet looking. It looks like a weird VHS tape. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Don't forget to rewind when you return. Yeah, be kind rewind. Now, I don't think I will ever own one of these. I would probably just wait for the next. Yeah. By the time I feel like I'm going to need a new video card... They're going to be on the like four eighties at least. Yeah, or the the uh, or fifty eighties. So the big sorry. thing here is that the it's supposedly going to use ray tracing rather than um, yes, you know, as like a like that's something that's been talked about for a long time and mostly has been talked about with like making animated movies and stuff like that. But it's it is a more accurate depiction of the way light behaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of like faking the lighting, which which kind of needs to happen with video games nowadays, ray tracing would kind of make the lighting much more realistic. Uh, but it didn't play very well when Nvidia presented it because they showed like here's with RTX off and here's with RTX on, and, and people were like, well, "How does that look any better?" I mean, yeah, they were showing like Battlefield Five, which looks ridiculously amazing, anyways. Yeah, 
So yeah, I I really couldn't tell like too much. Even but even like the yeah they just and they they were showing still images of some things as well and it's just kind of like this isn't playing properly. But anyway, this might this stuff could be the heart of next generation consoles. Or... I, I don't doubt that this technology being implemented is going to be a big deal at some point in the future. But yeah, I don't think we're gonna even see like. A real impact from it for at least like five years. Well, and I like I just don't think any of this matters in tech demos. Like I want to see it in the I want to see actual gameplay. I want to play the game myself. Well, they and, have they have uh, videos of actual gameplay. No, I want to play the game and see it like with these features. Well, like it's not going to make a have difference. Have to spend twelve hundred dollars. I know, but that's what I'm saying is like this doesn't matter. Like like showing off these tech demos, showing like. Yeah, I get quote unquote it. gameplay footage. It's just it's just like what we were talking about with like with the monitors and shit. Like you can't explain to someone what well enough like what it's like playing on a hundred and forty four hertz G Sync right. monitor. Yes. But like you like you probably didn't understand until you played on one and now it looks like you can't go back. Right. So yeah. Maybe ray tracing is like that. Well, and that's possible. I just like I don't think like, I, I'm damn, not going to care. Models, I'm know? not going to care until we go to PAX in like a year and <laughs> we play on some of the systems that are using this technology. I mean, I think it also will come down to like actually seeing benchmarks and things like that once people like, actually have them in hand. Again, because, the, the numbers mean nothing to me as well, like a consumer. The numbers like, maybe I wanna, mean nothing I wanna, to I you as a it. consumer, but the idea that we have this way to literally compare how the game is performing in games that we own today like that will that will if they if we see a huge performance jump in something like hunt showdown or whatever we we want to talk about shadow the tomb raider will probably have a benchmark with it that'll be insane like that will at least give you an idea of like all right i'm literally going to pay you know a premium to get Two times the performance, or is it the six times performance that they actually advertise on the website, or what is it actually going so to? So I be? want to know when the kids on the YouTube are going to learn the Nvidia, the Nvidia dance, like they do all the Fortnite dances, <laughs> and because like, did you see that dance? Look at him go, man! He's dancing with the that robots. Looks like a Fortnite dance to me. That there's no move like that in Fortnite. But what I'm saying is. When did those videos go viral? They won't because nobody cares. Right now, you're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it live on the stream right now. No. I can't do that. Anyways. Yeah. Better call an ambulance. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, that's, this is cool and all. Like, it's always nice when technology takes a bump like that, but not at that price point. And that's the thing is like people, some people are heralding this as like a big change and like a fundamental change. And I think we'll get to a point where it will be, but it, it's but not. The first what? iteration's always for like the the very rich early adopter crowd. You yeah. Know? What uh, What have they done to sway uh, the graphics card industry away from the crypto miners? That's what I want to know. Well, they don't need ray tracing. That's for sure. So maybe I mean, is it just? Yeah. Is, I mean, is that <laughs> yeah. why the price tag is so high? Is so like they? It just like it keeps crypto miners at bay. Out. Yeah. Like. I don't think that's the case. I heard a bunch of talk about different things. Supposedly, they, uh, they. I think Nvidia released projections a while back of like, oh man, all this crypto boom is going to bring us this much money, and then they like massively missed those targets somehow because I think people were buying a lot of cards secondhand and stuff like that. Hmm. And so I think it ultimately 
kind of fell flat for them and crypto right now is not doing very well like no. it is not profitable as profitable as it was to mine bitcoin uh you know several weeks ago months ago at this point i'll uh, tell you exactly how good it's doing my ten dollars in litecoin is currently two dollars and 71 cents <laughs> so it's it's uh it's way down I will say that because these cards are coming out, all of the current gen NVIDIA cards are dropping in price. Plus, they're not in demand for cryptocurrency mining. So if you want to finally get a video card and build a PC, now is a pretty good time to do it. And solid-state drives are super cheap. The mining that I did in January that was $70 worth of Bitcoins is now $39. Yeah. So, you know, keep an eye out if you like. Yeah, as Brian said, now's the time to get a 1080 or a 1080 Ti if you wanted to, because they are, you know, a lot cheaper than they were. And they're Affordable. still amazing. Yep, they're still amazing. They're still going to play everything as well as they can be Probably played Probably for the next five years yeah. or more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like even if you get into overclock, even without getting into overclocking, it'll be good for a while. But yeah. Um, no, it's just exciting that there's something new out there, but I don't see myself buying one of these cards. Me either. So, Torchlight Frontiers looks pretty cool. Yeah, so the folks at uh, Runic Entertainment, uh, which we talked about several months ago, they made Hob and the previous two Torchlight games. Uh, that studio got scuttled, but their parent company is now developing this torchlight frontiers game which i believe is meant to be more of an mmo it's yeah they didn't say mmo outright but more of a shared world experience i think is their marketing lingo okay so so it's meant to be like a it, it'll, it'll be more like a diablo that you play with other people in the world actually um which has some promise to it, you know. It's very interesting. I know that there were people that grew to uh, love Torchlight more than Diablo as they were waiting for like Diablo three to hit. But, the series um, is great. The two games are awesome. Like yeah. the the art style is cool. The gameplay is great. Uh, the the pet that you can have is awesome. That can like take shit back to town and sell it for yeah, you that, is like super is helpful. Fantastic. Like just a lot of really cool uh ideas in the torchlight series. So I'm I'm excited they they've got a new one coming out even if it is like some shared world experience. I mean it, it probably is just going to be even better. So Yeah, no, it would be really cool if you could like squad up with a couple people like in Diablo 3. Yeah. Know? I mean, uh Torchlight 2 did have multiplayer, but it was just s- small scale, you know. <clears throat> Bring it to Switch. Were you actually like uh bringing your character into someone else's game? Yeah. Okay. You can still do that. That's cool. But just... I, I think this, they're going to do more like almost like a Destiny kind of approach. Yeah. Where there's like hub, social hub areas and uh, maybe some trading. Maybe like open areas that you can run into people. Yeah. That kind of thing. That sounds cool. Yeah. I think, like, but I don't really know many details. It just, it looks cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this, I honestly thought this series was dead because I thought Runic was the one that made it and they were done, but I was wrong. Yeah, it sounds like at least some of Runic probably got assimilated back into Perfect World. Cool. At least. Uh, so it's it's cool that their work will live out. Like the game says from the creators of Torchlight 1 and 2. I don't know if that's in name only or what, but... 
Right on. Yeah. Cool. So that's it for today. Uh, Alex, what is going on with the network? So uh, this past Friday on Horror Movie Yearbook, uh, Tim and Willie and myself and Willie's brother Zach did a commentary for Peter Jackson's movie Dead Alive. Have you ever seen that, John? Uh, no. We were thinking that you would enjoy it a lot. <laughs> I've been told by several people I would. <laughs> like it, It's a very funny movie and gross movie yeah and so it's just it it was a lot of fun so there's a commentary out for that there's not really a good legal way to watch it but it is supposedly up on youtube uh but if there's a blu-ray that comes out anytime soon i think it would be fun to listen to our commentary and watch the movie right on uh and then also the finale of preacher uh is hitting the airwaves uh just about two hours an hour and a half from now so the uh, finale recap of Gone to Texas is hopefully going to be out uh, tomorrow, Monday, and uh, we will do a wrap up shortly thereafter. Cool. But and then uh, you'll have a little bit more free time, maybe. <laughs> a little bit, but I'm sure the rest of my life will just grow to fit whatever free time I have, and it will no longer be free time. So, uh, but no, it's been a good season of Preacher. Hopefully, people will. Uh, hopefully, people have liked it. Hopefully, people I, here. Occasionally, I had I didn't have my notifications set properly. I probably still don't for Discord. So occasionally, I see bits and pieces about that show, and I just think, "What the fuck? Like, what is going on at the show? It's, it's I've never seen it. Show. I want to see it at some point. I, it seems like something I'd probably enjoy. It's a very crazy show for the comedic uh, bits that are in the show. I think you would dig it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think a lot of the heavier ideas that they're trying to talk about continue to be quite interesting um and so it's it's just it's a fun show it's a wacky show it's a gross show it's a weird show and uh and it's fun being able to sit down and talk about it with somebody who's read all the comics because it is based on a comic so yeah that much i knew but i've never read the comics yeah me neither so uh yeah that's about it Right on. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. It's at Patreon.com slash MidwestPodNet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. Thanks to everybody who's contributed. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to cover next. But I do know Monster Hunter on Switch is coming out on the 28th. Donut County is coming out on the 28th. Uh, we've got Spider-Man coming out on um, the 7th. The, the 7th. Are, so will we be recording, what, the first weekend of September? It should be 9-9 will be our next I, episode. I yeah. will have something to say about Forsaken, the Destiny 2 expansion. I think... That uh, nobody wants to hear, but I will have things to say. No, I mean, I, I, I still I want to have Corey on. Spider-Man, I definitely plan on picking up at some point, but I don't know. I will probably focus on Spider-Man, but I will definitely be playing Donut County in some form over the next couple days when it comes out. So, for sure you'll hear some Donut County. Uh, Hopefully you'll hear some Spider-Man out of me, even if it's just initial thoughts, because there won't be a ton of time to play it in between. Uh, And, you know, if we forget about Destiny, that's fine. Yeah, we're not going to forget about it, but... uh 
I will we probably, could, and I'll, that'd be okay. I'll be playing some Donut County on my way to Columbia for Webby's wedding, which, uh, again, uh, not again, but uh, happy birthday to Webby today. Yeah, happy birthday. birthday so. oh. Happy birthday to former, birthday. Or, uh, former and hopefully future Game Nerds uh, guest yes. host. Guest. So. Yeah, so anyways, if you guys listening have any games you want us to cover, please do hit us up in the feedback or hit us up on Twitch or email or whatever. We want to hear from you. Uh, so do that, and, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure something out for next time. But we appreciate you listening in this time, and we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>